From time to time, we do a news-centric episode of this show, five years into this podcast, and we still like to experiment with new ideas. At the behest of Sir Lord Travis, we decided to do news in a live Twitter spaces this week. Not only did we cover important stories, but we invited some in the audience to share their thoughts as well. Thanks to Twitter, we have the replay, and we're pleased to bring it to you now in an edited format. It's bad news done a little less bad, as you get all up in our spaces on episode number 616 of the Bad Crypto Podcast. Five, four, three, two, one, two, ignition. Who's bad? Welcome to the Bad Crypto Podcast. We're pleased to say that we now have our music back, so we don't have to pretend that there's music, although that was fun doing that <laughs> with without the actual music. Welcome to the show. I'm Joel Com, and that is the one and only Sir Lord Travis Wright, Minister of Humility. Uh, Apostle of Humility. Whatever. I'm the minister of ministry of truth. Okay. <laughs> really? You're the you're the fact checker? I'm the minister of truth and justice and the fair American way. Oh, but that's okay. racist to be American patriot. So don't do that. I have only one thing to say to that, and that is all right, yeah, so, so this is gonna be a fun one, you guys. I, uh -huh. This is different, and you guys are you, so we don't know when we're gonna do another one of these, but when we do, you should probably come. Totally, uh, because uh, what you're not gonna get in the interview that you're gonna hear, not the interview, the spaces that we did live, is the free NFT that those who attended got to receive. Nope, that's we we added that out. You weren't there, you don't get the free NFT. So make sure you follow our Twitters at Bad Crypto Pod for the next spaces that we do it's a fun way to do news it's a little different uh, we're joined by alt mom on this particular uh, twitter spaces and she had some value to bring it's a lot of fun and let us know what you think about it um the, the, we're not going to be coming back to you at the end of this show it's just going to end so i'm going to tell you now write us bad crypto podcast at gmail.com let us know what you think of the bad news done twitter spaces uh, style and if you would like to join us for a future one let us know that as well because well, you're you don't have to let us know that you just come to it or just come just show up should just... we let them know like ahead of time when we're going to do another one maybe yeah because we're not going to do one next week but maybe the week after let's maybe plan on doing one the week after uh nft nyc yeah i think we can do that because as this episode has uh, come out you might be listening to this now and we are jetting our way to new york city for a week of nft nyc and we'll be creating lots of content there um, we will be bringing our presentation to the main stage at radio city music hall and uh, we're gonna be like the rockettes we're gonna do a little dance routine yeah and actually joel's gonna be the main mc of the whole day there on the uh Radio City Music Hall. He's the afternoon, fancy. not the whole the day, afternoon. the afternoon. Yeah. Okay. So I don't know. Maybe I get to introduce us. And now our next speaker is me and this guy. 
make sure you make sure you say lots of fa- false wonderful things about me like this guy is so amazing and wonderful he's hilarious and, and i love him so much in the that's non-gay all, way even though it's pride month that's all true not that there's anything wrong with that that's true there's not anything wrong with that all right so should we get into our spaces let's go here's our bad news and this is a world's first well it's not the world's first twitter space obviously because duh twitter space has been going for a while but this is our first uh, at the impetus of sir lord travis we're doing a twitter spaces this is the first time and it's true that it's the best looking and most humble space ever and we thought that this would be an interesting way to cover the news uh share our thoughts and hear from some of our listeners whether old or new and uh, maybe give away an NFT. It sounds like a plan. We're excited. We have been doing for the project that I'm working on with Alt Mom over there. Uh, we have been doing some Twitter Spaces on Wednesday nights. The Web Three and Wisdom Wednesdays. We've been ha- we've been having a lot of fun with those. And we said, you know what? Let's do. Let's maybe try this out here. This is a crypto market. It's it's sad in some ways, right? So maybe let's have some fun and and weave in with our audience and connect with them on Twitter spaces and talk some news, talk some crypto, have people come up. And then in the the overall scheme of things, we'll record it and see if it turns into a show, see if people like it, because then maybe that will inspire our listeners that we have to come on to participate in future ones, right? So if you're hearing this on the podcast now, it means it turned into a show. (laughs) Yeah, because you can hear it. It's so bad. It's good, right? It's so bad. I love bad crypto. It's just bad. It's bad, but it's it's good. Hi, Alt Mom. How are you? I'm fabulous. Hi, Joel. How are you? I'm having like the best, the best day ever. The best day. And I'm loving all these new faces. You guys draw a cool crowd. Everybody down here is looking worthy of some, some bad crypto. Except they're very good looking. Oh, have only the best looking fans. And everyone is humble. So we know we're amazing, but we try really, to remain you know, sort of balanced. Really good at that uh, humility. So when uh, when you're not speaking, go ahead and uh, mute yourself. And that way we'll have good quality for the podcast. I'm opening up CoinGecko.com timestamp Thursday, the 16th of June, 2022. It is 8.06 p.m. Eastern time. And the total crypto market cap is sadly $920 billion. That's all. Down from a high of about three trillion, uh, Bitcoin mm. is it? Can we 20, can we mourn about that real quick? Can we just like you want a moment of silence? Yeah, just, you know, because we're getting close. So I'm looking at this number with, with, with a stink eye because the all time high of the 2017 2008 crypto market cap of all cryptos was around 840 billion. Mm-hmm. So if the total market cap of all the crypto dips below that, that's kind of a sign to me that I need to shed some more tears. Well, I, and I, you know, honestly, I don't know that it's going to happen because historically we've never gone below the previous all-time high. And right now, Bitcoin is at 20387 I'm not saying it won't, but a lot of people feel like we're oversold right now. Now, I'm not oversold because I haven't sold any. In fact, I'm I'm looking at my next entry here. I've got some cash sitting here on the sidelines, waiting to pull the trigger um, on Bitcoin at twenty thousand. I think that for me, that's going to be a solid buy. 
It looks like a solid buy, but we're getting real close. Bitcoin is at $20,387 right now, down 32.3%. <laughs> that is horrible. Ethereum down 40% this past week. Like, oh. Those are just painful numbers, y'all. Polkadot down 23%. Solana down 25%. Like This has been a brutal week on top of a previous brutal week. And then a couple, two, three weeks ago was a brutal week. And then it's just been kind of brutal, hasn't it? It's been a cruel summer, and it's not even really officially summer yet, according to Bananarama. So, you know, here, here's the thing. When the fear index is as uh, strong as it is, and by strong, I mean it's low, fear, greed. It's like a seven. People, people are very fearful of, uh, of what's going on in the market right now. And as long as people are fearful, um, you know, they're, they're not buying a lot. But what we're seeing... Uh, what I'm reading on Twitter and on the publications is that weak hands are folding and long-term hodlers are scooping them up, which makes perfect sense. Because if you've been hodling all along, then you're a believer in Bitcoin. And if you're a believer, you're going to see this as an opportunity because you understand that Bitcoin is unstoppable money. It's unstoppable. Unstoppable uh, yeah, and, and the thing is, is that there are some powers that be that are, I think, impacting some of this. We saw that with Luna and that whole lunacy that happened with that. You know, we saw, you know, BlackRock and Vanguard coming in and, and you know, borrowing some Bitcoin, leveraging it with UST, doing some shady shit, and then boom. And then that just sh shook up the whole market. So 33% down from uh you know in just in seven days to me that's just an insane number in, in the life of bitcoin but now as we're talking joel bitcoin's actually up now to twenty thousand four hundred and twenty nine dollars so just us doing this space is already in positively impacting the market we're moving and shaking stuff well you know part of it is luna luna in ust definitely harmed the market then news of celsius comes out and of course they say they're trying to work things out. I don't know how they're going to work things out. Uh, BitBoy Crypto, Ben, uh, said on Twitter yesterday that he is gathering people up and talking to attorneys for a class action lawsuit because what he said, and I'm going to summarize, is that he went to Celsius to get some of his money out, talk to his support rep on the phone, and the support rep said, yes, you can get money out, but you need to, uh, you need to deposit more first. And he's like, what? Wait, 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 wait. You're telling me you have my money, but I got to deposit money in order to get my money out? That is messed up because what that really means is they're illiquid. They don't have it. Did you see they just hired um, Citigroup, the bank, to help Celsius to try and advise? Like um, the U.S. Bank is helping to advise Celsius on what to do on how to fix this solution. Mm. Sounds like a honeypot to me, to be honest. Put money in. I'm sure you'll get it out. Yeah. Yeah, Bank of America's got some big money or Citigroup. What do you, who'd you say? Citicorp. They've got a lot of money. And so, you know, I think they probably realize that a lot of these crypto projects are, you know, it's the wave of the future in a lot of ways. And so they want to, to be a part of it. And if they could turn around and help fix Celsius, then, then, then they would be looked upon in a positive light in theory. But is it even salvageable at this point? Because once that gets turned back on, Everybody who had money in there is going to try to pull their money out immediately. There's, and so the business model is over. It's like you, you know, it's like once bitten, twice shy. Isn't that isn't that the term? Like, mm -hmm. well, what they're going to have to do is they're going to have to ramp it and say, okay, 
um, you know, daily or weekly, you can draw X amount out. They're going to need to stabilize it somehow yeah. because they're, you're not going to be able to go in. Kind of reminds me of It's a Wonderful Life, right? And they all go into the bank run. Uh, and he's like, now, 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 people, people, huh? you know, how much do you need to make it through the week? I need $20. I need $50. Of course, by inflation now, we're going to go for 1000 and 5000 But people took smaller amounts so as to keep the bank afloat. Uh, certainly, everybody's concerned about their own money, and they want their own money out. But I, I think Celsius is going to try and divvy it out. Now, they're not the only ones, Trav. There was more bad news. Um, there is a Singapore-based crypto venture firm called Three Arrows Capital, 3AC. And there was some chatter online that they would be unable to meet a margin call as uh, the blockchain saw them moving assets around to top up funds on DeFi platforms such as AVE to avoid potential liquidations as Ether was collapsing. And so now that's that's in the news and that's more bad news. Uh, and, and this might not be the end of the bad news. You know, when you look at how many of these firms were leveraged during the spectacular bull run, um, you got a question, are, are they going to be able to survive? It is a precarious, interesting time, to say the least. And, you know, I'm, I am curious what's going to happen here in the next 24 hours, right? Are we going to wake up tomorrow and Bitcoin's going to be like 19.2? You know, if that's the case, then something's happened that's never happened where the price of Bitcoin actually dipped below the previous cycle's all-time high. Every So in 2017, Bitcoin hit right around... 19,900 and something. I don't remember the exact number, but it was right around 20,000. And then it dipped down to 3,000 something. And then slowly it passed over 20,000 here last year. It passed over 20,000 on its way to 69,000. So historically speaking, we have never seen Bitcoin dip below that previous all-time high of the previous bull run. So if we dip below that 19, that's a number. If we dip below 840 billion in market cap, that's a number that, uh, and then and then we're getting into uncharted territories because where's the support then? That is a massive support line there at twenty thousand, Joel. Massive. Well, I think the support is in the believers, the true believers, right? You know, mm -hmm. Michael Saylor said today they're fine with Bitcoin and liquidity all the way down to like thirty five hundred that they've got enough in reserves, you know, to cover. They've got enough Bitcoin that they can they can manage that so they're not panicking bitcoin's not going away right this is you know, bitcoin... a question about that i need yeah. your opinion okay. so michael saylor comes out and he says forget web3 let's go to web5 right like forget this we don't need any of the other cryptocurrencies all we need is bitcoin so it doesn't matter if any of them go away because we're always just gonna have this base layer and we can build everything off of that so is what he's doing more damage to the economy and to to the entire industry of cryptocurrency is are his words positive or negative for everybody else around i guess that is in the eye of the beholder right i didn't see it as negative i think it was more assuring microstrategy you know shareholders that they're going to be fine because there's a lot of people speculating that uh oh you know he's over leveraged and this is this is bad um, to me, it was reassuring that, hey, we're cool, guys. Don't worry about it. You know, there's another, there's another conversation going on around Web3, and it's Jack Dorsey who's saying that 
you know, we need to bypass Web 3 and go straight to Web 5. But what about Web 4? Are you just skipping them? Like, no, let's go to Web 7. What does that even mean? I don't even know what that means. Well, he's talking about a a decentralized internet layer is what he's talking about. He was calling it Web 5, and it's a Bitcoin-focused, you know, sort of decentralized internet layer. He says, you know, wanting the idea of having the censorship-resistant, privacy-focused internet of the future. And he says that it should be Web 5. And that's interesting coming from the guy who invented Web 3, or excuse me, Web 2's biggest, you know, censorship tool of world governments coming out saying, no, 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 we're going to Web 5, you guys. Yeah, but of course, he also gave us this, this tool that we're using right here, uh, mm-hmm. Spaces. So this is this is one of the better things that Twitter has done. And of course, it wasn't original. You know, they copied Clubhouse, who uh, Cl- Clubhouse went down the, the woke, you know, uh, street. And um, my understanding is, is they've gotten devastated by spaces like clubhouses. Mm. So uh, 2021. Mm. Yeah, I like I like the clubhouse. And uh, there's there's been a lot of people who have moved their successful clubhouses over to Twitter spaces. And, you know, having done five of the ancient wisdom Twitter spaces with Altmom there and, and those of you who are tuning in and hear that lady talking, you're not familiar with that voice. That's not normally on bad crypto. That is Altmom. Uh, you can follow her alt mom trades on the Twitters and uh, great person. We've been working on ancientwisdom.io. She's on the team and we've been having a lot of these spaces. And so this is, it's a fun thing. And this is the first time actually having gone through and uh, weaving through on crypto so much around, especially with Joel and I, you've never been, you and I have never been on a Twitter space except earlier today. Right? Yeah, I, I think so. I think just one, the, the one that we were on earlier where we both spoke, uh, was but you know and, and I get it and I like it and I hope that you guys if you guys are enjoying it go ahead and you know do the little applause thing or whatever it is I think you can heart people on spaces uh, I'm looking at this Ethereum price it's getting close to a thousand dollars this article uh, uh, says that the Ethereum price is entering the oversold zone for the first time since November 2018 wow um, last time it was this oversold it rebounded almost four hundred percent and so um you know again charting is is interesting some people swear by the charts i don't know who's actually good at it and who's not i do know that there's a lot of things that are outside influences to just the charts alone right there's a lot happening in our economy with inflation being as crazy as it is you can't just go on the charts you never could, you know, there's, there's so many um, random things that can be happening. And, you know, there's the conversations around, around the white house and doing regulation. Now we've had scenarios with Luna and Celsius, like now more than ever, are they going to be harping up the regulation sort of thing? And so that kind of stuff is, is a, is a little terrifying because they don't really understand crypto. And now here they are trying to regulate it. But I think part of the whole thing is, I mean, if you pay attention to the overall where we are in the world, where we are now, you know, with the with with the coronavirus and the lockdowns and the quarantines that really weakened a lot of small businesses. Right. It weakened a lot of families because, wow, we couldn't even work. And and so then they printed lots and lots and lots of money. And here we are now in the wake of that like that scenario and, and shutting down the world tamp 
stomping the brakes on the global economy. Very dangerous. And now here we are with hyperinflation. We're, we're, we're at the precipice of hyperinflation. And to me, crypto is the tool to sort of to help leverage against that, right? Oh, the world economy is going to go crazy. Well, let's get into crypto. And then, but right now, crypto is so tethered to the global economy that even when everything goes down, crypto goes down too. But in reality, crypto should be going up. Gold and silver should be going up. But I think there's some forces that, that are at play here that is, is prohibiting that from occurring. You know, if only in uh, April of 2020, somebody would have had the foresight to say, hey, shutting down the economy and locking people in their homes where they can't go to work and run their businesses over a virus that has a 99.5% survival rate for those who contract it might be a bad idea. If only somebody would have had the foresight to say that. Oh, I think a lot of us were saying that. And, and now it's come home to roost. Of course we've got inflation. Of course we've got get high gas prices. Of course home prices are super high. Of course the government has printed trillions of dollars bringing our country further in debt. And of course there is no way out of it with the trajectory that they are on. It's the, the only way out of this is, is down. And down is going to be a painful process for yeah, a lot of well people. Well, Kim.com, he's the uh, famous activist and entrepreneur. He's saying that the U.S. is beyond bankrupt. And what we're experiencing right now is a controlled demolition of global markets, right? I mean, when you start seeing companies, or, you know, well, they are, it is a company, BlackRock, but it's just a coalition of these really wealthy sort of families and this, this massive wealth. And they, you know, they've been talking about this great reset that's coming on it's like oh eventually it's gonna, we're going to be in this sort of rent mentality everyone where you're not going to own anything but we're going to be so happy about it and but we have to get rid of small business owners there's certain things that have to be done so now they're trying to sort of whittle away a lot of those and i guess what i might do at this time joel is maybe is anybody up until this point of what we've been talking about does anybody else have any insight that's on the call right now that wants to maybe join in maybe raise your hand and add some two cents onto that Raise your hand, just make sure that you've got deodorant on because we don't want to smell you from here. And I have something that I think is really interesting that's happening. So one of the biggest market movers in crypto over the past year has been Elon Musk, right? Mm -hmm. So now they're looking at this lawsuit um, towards him and SpaceX and Tesla, this $258 billion lawsuit for promoting Dogecoin. They want to call it a pyramid scheme. And I think they're taking advantage of the fact that the market is down right now and there's not as many people behind Elon and supporting him as there was before, mostly because they're so crippled that they can't. Um, they can't in a lot of ways. So I feel like one of the biggest, the bigger things we have to do right now is continue to let our voices be heard because as the market's down and as they know that crypto is crippled, just like the economy and just like the US dollar, they're gonna take shots at us and they're going to try to beat us down while they have us, you know, weak like everybody else. So one of the biggest things I'm doing is making sure that I'm following along with the news. I'm reaching out to some of the communities that um, that I ported in the past and making sure to stay active in them and make sure that I'm if I'm seeing any news that is not real or not factual, I'm sharing it. I'm pointing out not sharing the news. I'm rebuttaling it. Rebuttaling it. 
what's that word? Somebody fix that word for me. Rebuttaling. Uh, I love it. Rebutting. I'm rebuttaling that shit um, because I don't want to give them more clicks and more likes, but I'm trying to be a voice or an advocate for false news, fake news, and for these writers that are not actually in Web3 and they're just reporting on things because they know that, you know, it's, it's hype right now. So if you have a chance to read an article and it's shit, don't just throw it to the side. Make sure that you're telling other people, hey, that this article is shit. Like, mm. keep, keep it real right here. Lots of fake news out there. You know, speaking of Elon, uh, Project Veritas, who that is one of the true journalistic enterprises out there that, uh, I mean, they've got all kinds of undercover reporting we used to see on 60 Minutes. And it would be, you know, it was always shocking. I remember growing up watching 60 Minutes and you had the CEO of a company saying something, you know, behind closed doors and they got this video. And it's like, wow, this is important stuff. Well, Project Veritas goes after these uh, these elitists over big tech, you know, and the social media platforms. And they get, you know, people from the inside saying some appalling things. Well, this isn't appalling. It's just that Twitter had a private uh, a meeting, all hands, so that everybody at Twitter was able to get on this meeting with Elon Musk and the CEO and others um, in the C-level there were, um, were uh, on the call in this virtual meeting with Elon Musk. And this, he, this happened this week? Yeah, it's, it's on, you can find it on Twitter right now. Just look okay. up, uh, look up uh, the hashtag they used was Twitter all hands. And basically... Uh, questions he answered around free speech were like, I think it's essential to have free speech and to be able to communicate freely. Um, there's an hour-long meeting that, that you can see on this. In order for people to have trust in Twitter, it's important that there be transparency. And he said that he's, you know, he's very much a moderate. He says if Twitter, if the content of Twitter pissed off 10% uh, of the left and 10% of the right, that would be a good thing. And and he he's right. You know, you're not going to make everybody happy, but people should be able to say whatever they want as long as it's within the law. And he says Twitter should not be driving the narrative. It should be a place where people can learn and engage. And if you don't like it, then uh, don't listen. But this is interesting. He said not only is there freedom of speech, but there's also freedom of reach. And he did agree that there are some people tweeting that they might not get the same amount of reach as others might get. Uh, so, you know, I, I think he's most on here and, and you can really tell who the, the fascists are in the world if they're having a problem with this, right? It, because he's, he's saying, hey, everybody has a voice. And mm. if, there's people, if there's people out there who want to shut down certain voices, guess what? They're the baddies. Yeah. Well, you know what? Being an equal opportunity offender is, should be fine. People on the left or the right, you can be upset, you can be mad, but the person still has the right to say, here's the thing. If you don't like what somebody has to say, you don't have to listen to them. <laughs> you, don't like don't. You, have to say, you can literally block them or just not participate in them. And it was to me, it always like, like, cause I've always been a conspiracy theorist, right? Where I just go down rabbit holes and read. And then if somebody wants to block somebody from saying something, I'm like, well, what are they saying that's so offensive that they're scared of? Because a lot of times they're just scared of other people hearing what those people have to say, so they'll censor them, right? And I'll always go and be like, all right, well, is this bullshit or is this not bullshit? Because I just want to know what was going on. 
And so I spend time going down rabbit holes, whereas other people may spend more time watching Netflix or playing video games. I like to find the truth, at least what I can ascertain based on the information that I can find from the sources that I all go to. So can, I think can it's I do I think all those things? Can I can I look for the truth and watch Netflix and play video games? Yeah, you can play I, a little bit, but you really got to have, have it under wraps a little bit, Joel. I, I played I played uh, Luigi's Mansion this week, and it's fantastic on the Nintendo. And I watched the first half of season four of Stranger Things, which I've got to say, so far, I think is my favorite season of Stranger Things. It's really good. You're a Stranger Thing. I am a Stranger Thing. So I know uh, you invited Josh to the stage here as a speaker. Josh, Josh Humbert, you got anything to share with us there from uh, behind the other side of your camera? It's not a camera; it's a microphone. Well, he, but he's a, a National Geographic uh, photographer, so he's probably he's probably got a camera. Uh, oh, he's probably not. He listening. Oh, he is. He's there. He's speaking now. What up, Josh? <laughs> uh, hey guys, um, nice to. Uh, uh, can you hear me? Yeah, man. Okay, cool. Yeah, nice to connect with you guys. I've been um, a fan of your show since, uh, geez, uh, I don't know, I think since some of the first episodes. So I wanted to thank you for all the all the hard work that, that you've done. You've uh, informed me um, about lots of things over over uh, several years now. So I just wanted to say thank you. Well, um, man, hey, you're welcome. I wanna, I'm going to see if you're really a fan. We're going to quiz you right here. What's our favorite vegetable? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, you got me. You got me because, uh, uh, yeah, I, I started listening to you guys uh, when you first came out, and I, I've I, I've been uh, I've been uh, on other channels last year. Well, that's year, okay because so. we, did, we didn't really talk too much about corn in some of the earlier shows. That was oh, really you just you I just was just gonna ruined say it. Corn. I was gonna say corn. Come on, Josh. Uh, yep. Corn. Yeah. Corn. Okay. Okay. Now, now, now it's clicking for sure. Yeah. So, well, so it's Josh, the only food that you get to see twice. <laughs> Frankly, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's worth it. So, Josh, uh, did you uh, when did you buy your first Bitcoin and have you capitulated? Did you sell it at the top? Are you still hodling? What's the current state of uh, Josh? Um, I mean, 2017. Um, yeah, Bitcoin, Ethereum, a uh, uh, whole bunch of stuff. Um, I think I basically sold everything just to buy NFTs. Um, I don't know if anyone else can relate, but uh, that was um, my. Uh, my my story um not a very smart one but um yeah i got incredibly excited about nfts and um now i'm nft poor and uh crypto uh, i'm sorry uh, i'm i'm crypto poor and nft rich um so i'm basically just poor you're basically just <laughs> poor that's nice but you do have a lot of amazing uh photos that you've taken over the years so maybe some of those will be nfts in the future huh yeah yeah i'm i'm, I'm working on that I'm, I'm trying to put together a a, a thoughtful project um something that that brings value to to the people that that uh that that buy it um i've been thinking long and hard about this and and um and i've i've got some elements in play and uh i don't know when i'm gonna launch but yeah that's 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 the ultimate goal for sure i think i think photography and nfts is gonna find its time and place right because uh just like traditional art is timeless and now you know nifty gateway has brought us a lot of uh, um, curated art. I found a site here a month or so ago called photo, F-A-P-H-T-O dot I-O. 
and they're, they're curating um, collections and you have to buy an NFT pass in order to access them. But it looks like it's musician. Like as I'm going through the site, I see Tina Turner, Mariah Carey, Tupac, James Brown, The Clash. This might just be the beginning of, you know, what they hope to offer by issuing NFTs um, that are photos. Did you call him Tupac? Yeah, Tupac. Tupac. Whatever. You can't call him Tupac. We call him like the Beatles. That's okay. They can can be the Beatles. I am the walrus. (laughs) Cuckoo, cuckoo. I'm the Beat. Josh, do me a favor and shoot me a DM, and I'm going to give you a link to a website. And it's the NFT3 Awards show. And I want you to submit your art under the hamburger, like, you know, drop down, like submit your art. And I would love to feature it at the NFT3 Awards in LA this year. I just want to do it. And I don't want you to ever think that what you're doing isn't valuable because what you're doing is phenomenal. I just scrolled through all your shit. I went stalking down your page and it's really good. And I think that you're onto something. And so let me lift you up a little bit. But you wow. just called it shit. Don't do that. That wasn't nice. Hey, I mean, it's like it's like porn. I want to see it twice. <laughs> I just looked at your shit, and it was shit. Um, wow. I yeah. That thank you. That that's huge. Um, uh, can you guys hear me right now? Yep, man. Okay, yep. cool. Because my my, uh, my my thing is listener, and and uh, yeah, I guess the the app isn't isn't working perfectly on my end. But we hear your words. Okay, good. Um, thank you, Alt Mom. I, I really appreciate that. I, I don't have anything that's that's ready uh, right now in NFT form, um, but um, I have shot uh, like like you might have seen on my profile. I, I have have a whole collection that, that I've shot, and I'm, I'm waiting to uh, to present it in, in NFT form. Um, but but you said that, that those those awards they're in. December, you said um, they are August fifth through the seventh. So. Right now is oh. a great time for builders. I just want to go ahead and point that out. Like like Travis said, and like Joel said, right now the market's down. We're still building right now. So now's the perfect time to try out a couple of chains, test minting something on maybe Stacks, Ethereum, Solana, um, even Hedera. Try and test mint a few things and just see how it goes. You never know. Yeah, okay. Okay, thank you. Yeah, I, I appreciate that. Thank you. Excellent Thank you encouragement. Much. Yeah, you know, and Alt Mom is right. The, the prices of crypto go up and down. The value of NFTs go up and down. But here's what is going up. And I guarantee it is going up every single day is the number of businesses, countries, um, organizations, nonprofits, and individuals that are exploring blockchain, crypto, NFTs, metaverse, play to earn. It's growing. The, the, the technology adoption graph is not going down. More and more people are discovering. And once you discover, you can't undiscover. Oh, I thought I knew something about Bitcoin. I know nothing. No, more and more people are coming into knowledge as every day moves forward. That is a chart that is only going up. And that should tell you all you need to know about the future of this industry, not of any particular coin, but of blocking of crypto digital assets. It's all moving forward. In fact, I found this article um, just uh, earlier today, Travis, I think I shared it with you. It's also on Cointelegraph and it says, Metaverse could be worth $5 trillion by 2030, according to a report from global consulting firm McKinsey. Five trillion the total crypto market cap 
reached three trillion at tops. It's under a trillion now, and they're just saying a metaverse subset of this industry, which is still in the pioneering phase. Right by twenty by twenty thirty, you say? Yeah, that's eight years from now. That's that's how soon they think it's going to be worth that much. And they mm -hmm. broke it down into five activities: gaming, socializing, fitness, commerce, and remote learning. Mm -hmm. There's, there's, I read that and I do think that's interesting. That's one of, you know, one of the things that I do every year as a, a futurist is, you know, I'll pay attention to what, what some of these big consulting firms are putting out, right? Every year they all put out a trends, do, you know, document for that particular upcoming year. Deloitte does it, McKenzie does it, Accenture does it, um, Ernst & Young does it, all these different places they'll do it. And if you go online on, on your search engine of choice and you type in file type colon PDF 2022 trends and documents, documents or site colon McKinsey.com slash, you know, trends. And you'll find these documents and you I'll go through them and I'll read them. And a lot of times there, there are always there's a couple of topics that always seems to resonate with me and what is relevant to me. And I go, oh, that's going to be big, I think. And so, you know, if you think about this, of course, the metaverse is going to be huge. You know, if, if the economy and the world keep shifting into this new world that we're in, where people are playing games all the time, we're locked down, and gas is $20 a gallon. Are we going to be driving a whole lot of places? Probably not. We're going to be stay, staying in a place and getting online and putting on the goggles to a world that's much better than the dystopia that we're in because of the craziness, right? So there's like... Over time, yeah. And in the bull market of 2017, 2018, the top was 840 billion, as we mentioned. The, the top of this bull run was a right at around 3 trillion. So, what, the top of the 2024 uh, one, or we get to 2024 or 2026 or whatever the next bull run actually is, 2025 or whatever, what's that going to be? 7 trillion, 10 trillion? Like, these numbers are going to be huge. And so, if we're paying attention, we get in the right place, and now is one of those moments where there's so many fearful people, but if you had set aside some crypto, some, some stable coins, and just set aside some money, now's the time to be like, who are those projects that are going to be around five years from now, 10 years from now? Just like people did in 2000 and uh, 1999 with that tech bubble. Oh, Amazon, man, you can, I mean, I remember buying Apple stock at $11, right, you know, in, when Steve Jobs came back. I was like, you know what, I'm going to buy, I, you know, they just released this iMac thing back in 2001, and it was like, dude, Apple was $11, and that was before they split and did a 7X split, and then became worth still 100 and something dollars per, so, and then Amazon at the time was like sub $10, right, it was ridiculously low, and then it's gone up to two, three thousand dollars at its all-time high. And so, you know, there's opportunity now. People are scared, but as Joel mentioned early on, we're, a lot of it's very oversold. And so, figure out those segments within the crypto market that excite you the most, right? That you search in, that you're excited about, you know, and then go and snag some of those projects that you think are going to be around three to five to ten years from now, right, Joel? Mm -hmm. Uh, absolutely. And look, if we are indeed in a recession or heading into a recession, I want to remind everybody that the last time we had a recession like this, there were people who came out the other side of it 
as the new millionaires and the new billionaires because they didn't see the recession as, oh, what is um, I can't do business type thing because there's no money. They saw the opportunity and understood that now is the time to build so that as we come through this recession, as I add value to others on the other side of this, I'm going to be golden. And so, you know, see this as an opportunity. Uh, flip this crypto. I see you have raised your hand. You've been invited to the stage. And we'd love to hear what you have to say, good sir or, or, or good woman. I'm not sure if you are a he or a she. So, hey. I identify as a he, sir. Okay. <laughs> I validate your gender choice. <laughs> Uh, uh, first, I wanted to say uh, thank you guys for uh, hosting this space and for continuing to bring out great product. Um, I have an hour and a half drive to work and back every day, and um, you guys have gotten me to work many, many mornings. So I say thanks. Oh, that's great. So safely, we've gotten you to work. Yeah, well, so far. I mean, well, not a portfolio, to... but yeah. <laughs> still, still going to work. So what's on your mind, man? Oh, I, I just wanted to say hi and say thanks really more than anything. Um, uh, I'm a minor, uh, not an underage person, but a minor, um, crypto minor. So um, this to me is just an opportunity to stack because you can't really sell it in prices. So, you know, just keep uh, stacking and flipping. Yeah, you know, there's a really good question here, and uh, I was on uh, BitBoys Around the Block earlier, and one of the stories they referenced and discussed was Ethereum moving from proof of work to proof of stake, and yes. how that, you know, what are miners going to switch to when they can't mine Ethereum anymore? Are they going to go mine Ravencoin? What are they going to mine? Well, the difficulty has already started going up for uh, Ethereum, and um, people are starting to migrate, like, um, I, I mine Flux, and Flux has already dropped about 50% for me because so many people are already migrating to that. Um, Fero coin, Raven coin. Uh, there's plenty the to choose from. What the Flux is that? I never even heard of Flux. You never heard of Flux? What the Flux what, uh, is wrong with me? <laughs> Go check out Flux. Flux is doing a lot of good things. Uh, they're going to um, kind of help pioneer in this uh, Web3 thing. Um, yeah. Oh. All right, I just pulled up here on uh, CoinGecko. It's number 212 on Coin or 220 on CoinGecko, currently about 43 cents. Uh, yes. Runonflux.io, is that it? Yep, Runonflux. Oh, yep. Run on, I said Runon because I read it all as a <laughs> run on, and it's literally run on flux. So, yes. uh, you know, this is what makes me so bad and, and such an idiot. So, the high point for flux was when the high point was for everything. Um, yes. Back in January 2022, it reached about almost $3. Currently uh, got hammered like every other altcoin did down to $0.40. Cents. So you guys can uh, go do some research if you want to do some mining. Uh, run on Flux.io. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to check it out. I know nothing about it. Thanks for listening to Flip the Crypto. We appreciate uh, you being part of the Republic of Bad Cryptopia. So uh, stay, stay yeah. bad, friend. All right. Thank you. Yeah, I love you coming on, man. That's awesome, dude. It's great to listen to people who, who you know, to talk to people who've been on the show or who have listened to the show for years and drive and listen to us. Because it's like, I don't even listen to us. Like, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, well, you, you enough of us. We, you and I talk. 
mean, mm-hmm. that's what all this show was, right? You and I would talk every day anyhow, and we're like, yeah. hey, let's just let's record it and put it out there and see if anybody wants to listen. So and, true. Uh, and then they did. Hey, Trav, uh, so somebody – this is funny. Corn Finance, which oh, you, know, nice. you think would be unnatural for oh, us. Oh, yeah. They should be is, a sponsor of the show. I know, right? Take corn. It's a shit coin, though. It's a shit corn. Uh, corn people, you are a speaker now. and Feel Uh-oh. free to come and shill us. Uh, our favorite vegetable in the form of DeFi. Tell us uh, why we should pay attention to corn finance. Wow, awesome. Uh, you don't know how many spaces I go on and request to speak and get absolutely nothing, so I appreciate that. Well, you know corn is our favorite vegetable. Yeah, that. I mean, it's my favorite too. We're, we're from Omaha, Nebraska, so that's uh, literally all we do. Everything we see is corn. Mm. I'm looking at your Some website now. There are cornfields galore, galore. Yeah, it's yeah. never ending. It's it it. You think it ends, and then there's just more corn. You think it ends, and then two days later, you see it again. Then you gotta <laughs> let it go. Yeah, how it works uh, about this. The website is cornfinance.exchange. I just went and take the, took a look at it. It says we need a bigger ship where we're going, and there's like a UFO beaming up sacks of cash. This is DeFi. The token is the Cobb token. It looks the like Cobb. Yeah, great. So oh, it's a play on crop circles. I get it. It's a play uh-huh. on crop yeah. circles. Uh-huh. Exactly. Okay. So we've seen tons of DeFi projects out there, right? And everybody thinks that they're building the best thing since uh, corn on the cob. What what makes your platform <laughs> so awesome? Um, so what we're working on right now, we plan on releasing the, the first uh, flagship product around July 4th and then the rest of them throughout July. Uh, our whole plan is to make DeFi safer. And through that, we've created some trading strategies that mimic uh, 100-year-old stock trading strategies that people have used to, to hedge losses and to magnify profits limits stop losses brackets spreads aggregators all these other all these tools that stock people have had for the longest amount of time um we can't find anywhere on DeFi. i quick swap and all these other places they've got limit orders on gelato we built 10 times that on gelato and we we used our uh our swapper is currently up right now and it, it goes across six different decentralized exchanges to find the best price. Mix that up with these automated trading strategies and you'll be able to place trades in your sleep. You're, you, you, using us, you'll never go to sleep again wondering if, wondering if that shit coin you have is gonna go to zero in the middle of the night. Cause you'll have those, you'll have those hedges up ready to sell or if you think this shit coin's going to skyrocket, but you want to wait for the specific price, you'll have it ready and you can sleep soundly. Thinking like a trader does make sense in this whole space. And I think that there's, as the tools have evolved over time and you're taking some of those principles of trading into crypto, like, you know, you wouldn't get, people wouldn't get wrecked. They talk about hodl, 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 but it's like, yeah, but there's certain points that if this crypto breaks through, like, you know, that if Bitcoin popped underneath 30, wow, it might see 20, right? So, like, we should automatically have, like, some our sell signals in there. But then again, people are so scared. They're like, oh, no, 
It's going to go, it's going to shoot back up to a hundred. Like we're so optimistic. <laughs> we're the most optimistic gamblers ever in history or crypto in quote unquote investors. Exactly. And you know, I don't know if you've used uh, like the KuCoin trading bots or some, or Binance or something where you can place, you can place like limits and stop losses and have them automatically go off um, at your set prices on KuCoin, but that, that's a centralized exchange and it's only on KuCoin. You can't scan for arbitraging points on Binance and Coinbase like, like we're able to do. Like if you, if you use our swapper and try to swap one single Matic, it'll quote you a price of you swap this one Matic and you'll get 1.0001. That's how good our arbitraging uh, platform is and mix in with these trading strategies and it's it's butter on top of the corn I'm Dude, telling you. It, it sounds like you have something good here i've not done any research on it other than your name is corn finance which to me is hilarious so that's why i like it <laughs> but i almost think it might have been detrimental to name yourself kind of a silly name if you have like a real serious business because like i don't know very often of like a of like a non like a silly name becoming like a big important company Right. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, yeah, like, I guess Yahoo. Doge did, but is that, I mean, is that a serious business? I mean, we are definitely like a serious, we're definitely a serious business, but I mean, if you think about it, three arrows, it's a pretty serious company. They're going under Celsius, pretty serious company. They're in trouble. Okay. Okay. It all, de it all, all depends on fundamentals really. And especially in DeFi, like at this point, naming ourselves corn finance is like wearing jeans to work. Like we don't okay. have to wear suits. We don't have to wear suits to work anymore. This this is DeFi. We can we yeah. can show up in a we can show up in a Kansas City Royals hat. That's true. That is true. You know, Joel, we we've talked about this because we come from like Web One, Web Two, Web Three. We're I guess now we're already here at Web Five. Like we've seen them all. Uh, web Thirty Three. Is that what, so, Joel? Think of this. Like um, with that, you know, with Mashinsky, right? He's the dude who who runs Celsius. He's like a multi he's already been a successful entrepreneur a couple times in startups and shit. Normally those guys that you kind of bet the horse, you're like, you know what? This guy's a really sharp business guy. He's done it a couple times, probably going to do it again, right? And then look at this. Mm -hmm. Well, I want you to know while we're talking here, I just took 50 of my hard one Matic, okay? And I swapped it for i don't know like forty-five thousand cob or something like that okay. and wow. i have i have staked them to the pool and okay. apparently i'm gonna be earned 315.77 percent apr wow yeah you're, you're gonna you're gonna get that back in cob if we were right. offering 300 percent apr on uh getting that back in us dollars uh we'd be down faster than terraforms Right. Well, no, I know I'm going to get it back in Cobb. I'm putting okay. Cobb in. Look, look, you put corn in, you get corn out. Only this time oh, yeah. I'm putting in corn and I'm going to get three times the amount of, I mean, you tried that magic there, uh, uh, you know, Trav. <laughs> That's amazing because I've often asked the question, like, when did I eat corn? Right. And then I was like, wow, well, apparently sometime. But, and then I, now we're investing. <laughs> you get invest and you get the whole Cobb. You get a Cobb. You get three times as much corn. I don't know. Is what it is. I think. I think the technology sounds really good. 
we really need smart trading tools in the space. And um, maybe Corn Finance has some things that are going to help the industry. Best of luck to you. Thank you. I just want to add that uh, the, it, the two devs, it's, it's my older brother and his best friend. His best friend is a computer science degree. And my older brother is a FINRA licensed uh, broker. So he wrote him, him and his friend wrote all the contracts. They are so solid. I begged him to let me manage his Twitter. And yeah, <laughs> our, our white paper at the bottom of our homepage, you just click on docs. It's got a roadmap and everything. Thank you for you letting know, like, me I'm on. I'm raising man. my really hand in all it. of these spaces. I'm like, they never let me up, but we did here on Bad Crypto. So there you go. We got the full corn chill. Thank you, good sir. That was Thank awesome. you. I, I appreciate you guys. You guys are awesome. Hey, did you guys know that there were there was $41 billion injected into the NFT marketplace last year in 2021? I'm just saying. That's a big amount. I'm loving it. $44 billion this year? $51 billion this year? How much is it going to be? $51 billion this year? Well, I think now with the price of crypto going down, it might actually be a little bit lower than last year's but maybe more volume. Who was it? Kevin O'Leary the other day was, or he tweeted out, yeah, probably shouldn't have spent $3.1 million on an JPEG. Because <laughs> now it's like, you can get one for like 70, 80,000, like on the floor. Well, I have an alternate theory to this. So I think that people are seeing the NFT marketplace as a place to actually still make money while crypto is going down. And the people that feel like they missed the board aids the first time are might be able to afford them this time. So they're getting yep. in on a lot of these blue check projects. So I gotta awesome. tell you, I gotta tell you this, Travis. I just yeah. reloaded my uh, corn finance, and I I've got now a pending reward of one point oh six cob already. Oh my god, we should really maybe put some in there just to report on how much corn we've earned. I just did. <laughs> I, I <laughs> it's like our agricultural report. I <laughs> You know, some commodities. And then here are my corn cob finance. I've got 14 um, new corns in the last hour. Back to Travis in Kansas. Y'all are so freaking corny. Reporting from the Kansas cornfields. Here's Travis Wright. He's got his overalls on. Well, and he's got his, his like corn cob pipe in his mouth. I'm out here in the fields, and there's a cow that just sat on my leg, but I got the cob report. With a we've just lost we lost 10 20 percent of our listeners right there uh so no we didn't we didn't lose them we're we're vetting them right <laughs> you know if you want to hang in the republic of bad cryptopia this is your test it's no. like a radio it's, it's like a it's kind of like a radio show you can like call in and talk it's like the twitter spaces bad crypto radio show alex what's Yo. up good to talk to you guys live on twitter spaces yeah man how you good. doing love your podcast Thank you, sir. We appreciate yeah. that. Well, um, you know, I'm doing as good as could be. Um, the market, my portfolio is not uh, 10x over the last month, but I'm doing pretty good. Um, the weather is a nice uh, balmy 105 in the middle of the day today in Tampa, Florida. So, Yikes. Uh, yeah, and apparently across most of the Midwest since there's a heat wave. So usually I, I have that. I'm usually special with that. but That's good. Yeah. Where, are you, where are you based out of? Oh, you're in Tampa Bay. Oldsmar, right? right next to Tampa. Oh, you're yeah. in Baltimore now. No, no, Oldsmar, sorry. Right next to Tampa. Okay. Yeah. So, um, and I do, I do, I've been 
full time doing content since November. <clears throat> so that's that's fun. I love doing crypto full time, and I'm here on Twitter Spaces all the time. But. Yeah, and you do you do some blockchain research, right? Yes, yeah, with quantum economics, I did a third party review on IOTEX recently, and uh, I have my blog, and I'm here on Twitter Spaces a couple times a week, but I'm free right now, so I, I was surprised. I never saw you guys in Twitter Spaces, so I'm excited that uh, you're here. Love your, as I mentioned, I love your podcast. Excellent. Well, we love you for loving us. Oh, thanks, man. So, um, uh, Alexandra, it says quantum economics. That's where Matty Greenspan's over there at, right? And I just yep. Yeah, Matty Greenspan's company. Mm-hmm. I thought it was hey. Matty. Matty, you're right. It's Matty, and then Matty. It's, no, it's the Beatles, Joel. It's the Beatles, and it's Matty. It's Matty and Tupac. It's Matty and Tupac. Actually, you know, Matty Greens, Matty Sats is there too. So Matty Greenspan, Matty Sats. Malty. So like yeah. an O. It's Malty. Very nice. Well, thank you so much. He is a blockchain hero, by the way. He's epic. He is. Uh, he, we commemorated him. Uh, allegedly, there's a hero based on him that forecasts things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he outperformed um, Mr. Gox for a while. Um, I'm kidding. That hamster is legendary. No one outperformed him. And uh, if you guys are going to be at uh, NFT NYC, we're going to be all over the place. Joel and I are doing something uh spike lee is opening up for us whoa We're gonna, he's gonna talk about i'm coming stuff. just so i can get spike lee's number um joel you gotta squeeze me in there okay you know, just like hide me in your jacket please <laughs> you're, you're small that might work yeah that's good all right everybody thanks for coming we will do this again so make sure you're following at bad crypto pod at w and at joel tom on the Twitters, and uh, of course, listen to the show. And if you got a moment to go and review us, we always love some five-star reviews. Feel free to be humorous. Feel free to insert corn, uh, stay bad, or whatever else. Uh, sometimes we read those on the show and uh, give you notoriety as well. Right on. So just, I guess all we got to say is, does anybody know what we say at the end of the show? I have no you- idea. Thanks, people. I don't know. <laughs> Thank people. Nope. Stay bad. There you Boom. go. That's it. Right. Stay bad. Who's bad? The Bad Crypto Podcast is a production of Bad Crypto LLC. The content of the show, the videos, and the website is provided for educational, informational, and entertainment purposes only. It's not intended to be and does not constitute financial, investment, or trading advice of any kind. You shouldn't make any decisions as to finances, investing, trading, or anything else based on this information without undertaking independent due diligence and consultation with a professional financial advisor. Please understand that the trading of Bitcoin's and alternative cryptocurrencies have potential risks involved. Anyone wishing to invest in any of the currencies or tokens mentioned on this podcast should first seek their own independent professional financial advisor.